Welcome to Talk Commerce, where we explore how merchants, agencies, and developers experience commerce and the communities they work and live in. This week, we interview Anna Volkel. Anna is the lead Magento developer and release manager at Economic, the leading agency in Austria. We dive into a great discussion about Magento security and tools merchants should use to help secure their Magento stores. We talk about a day in the life of a Magento developer, and Anna shares some of her passions around the Red Cross. We discuss the Magento community and the reopening of some of the great Magento events that are happening across the world. You can't miss any of them, and you can't miss this episode. The Talk Commerce podcast is sponsored by SwiftDotter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet Swift Daughter. Swift Daughter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification Study Materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at swiftotter.com. Cloud is a new normal for companies of any size. Buying, maintaining, upgrading, and disposing of machines is expensive and complicated. Amazon Web Services, managed by eWay Corp, offers an easy-to-use, flexible, cost-effective solution to all your infrastructure needs. eWay Corp can provide a secure, reliable, scalable, high-performance network that will make your office hum. Not literally. E-Way Corp has saved its customers an average of 31% on their IT costs while adding 62% to the bottom line efficiency. To top that, their customers have seen 43% fewer security incidents. Go to eWayCorp.com to learn how you can start saving money and headaches by moving to the cloud. That's E-W-A-Y-C-O-R-P.com. My name is Brent Peterson and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. Welcome to this episode of Talk Commerce. Today I have Anna Volkel. Anna, please introduce yourself. Uh, say your name correctly because I butcher it. And uh, what you do and one of your passions. Hello, my name is Anna Volkel. That's a very German pronunciation. <laughs> um, I've been a Magento developer for the last 10 years. Uh, so 1.4 was my first Magento version. Um, I'm a tech lead at Economics. So we're a leading Magento agency in Austria. Um, that's it, I think. <laughs> what about a passion? What do you like to do in your free time? Oh, man. Um, so I've got a little daughter. So <laughs> she is my free time. Um, we enjoy um, going um, on, on on rides with our bicycles, um, going to open air playground, swimming, you know, whatever a three-year-old child likes. <laughs> yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So today I kind of wanted to go over some of uh, some of the things you're doing in the Magenta world. Let's talk. Maybe you, we could start with what does your workday look like? as a mm -hmm. Magento developer? 
Sure. So currently I'm working part-time as I have to take care of our little daughter in the afternoon. Um, so my, my day or our day starts with getting up and making us ready for kindergarten. <laughs> um, and then when I'm on the way back home, um, it's, it's either me or my husband taking her to kindergarten actually. Um, yeah, then I start working in the morning, right? So um, I'm a tech lead for various Magento projects. It's B2B and B2C, mid-sized and small. Um, we have a good team of Magento developers and I'm taking care um, that everyone can work uh, on their tickets actually. So basically I don't do so much actual Magento development on my own, but I'm taking care of our build and deployment process and uh, broken GitLab pipelines, <laughs> which happens from time to time. Um, so I became more of a release manager actually. Um, yeah, so we, we've got a lot of interesting merchants. Um, <laughs> they sometimes sell stuff that I don't understand. <laughs> Right, but yeah. that's actually interesting because it's all in german i bet i wouldn't understand it either right right M most of them most of them <laughs> most of them um most of the projects are in german actually yeah we, we have a few merchants who speak english um but not all of them so german is a requirement if you want to work with me <laughs> so um just uh, for merchants who are listening, kind of describe the role of release manager. All right. Um, that's a good point. So we do a lot of development, right? So there's always things to do on your Magento store, updating modules, adding new features. I don't know, updating the theme, whatever kind of stuff. So there is a, a test system where the merchant can, can see and check their changes. And when they say it's fine, we put it to production, right? But it's it should be, or it is actually just one click, but to make this click and release um, a new version to the live system, you have to take a lot of steps in Magento um, that are needed to prepare the new release actually. So what I'm doing is making sure that nothing um, lands in the production system that shouldn't be there and everything that should be there is is deployed. Um, yeah. We so have, uh, one thing you make sure of that if somebody were to, and we don't want to get too technical, but if somebody were to get the wrong branch, then that branch would get theoretically merged into a production branch and it could include code that's not supposed to go into production if somebody developed for, off the wrong for, branch. For, for example, let's just take a Magento upgrade. You have a 2.3 store. Um, we are preparing a 2.4 upgrade and we're doing bug fixes on the 2.3 version meanwhile, um, while we are testing the 2.4 version on another server. Uh, so obviously uh, Magento merchants don't want the 2.4 version being deployed to their production system before it's tested well, right? So um, usually when there's a lot of things going on in a project um, for a special merchant, um, it, it's kind of tricky sometimes to keep track of all the changes and ma make sure everything works together smoothly, but that's my job. <laughs> and how are you keeping up with, uh, well, so from a technical side, how are you keeping up with everything happening in Magento? All oh, right, um, we run our own GitLab server, um, so which is basically the, the system um, where we store all the code, um, the code of the Magento website. 
Um, and we, we have a team, we have uh, project managers who keep track um, of all the tasks and tickets um, that are needed to do. Um, we, we work together as a team very well. So project management, backend and frontend developers. And we do um, two weekly sprints, um, sprint planning meetings, of course, um, the project management defines with the merchant uh, what needs to be done and what needs to be tested and what's going live in the next release. Um, yeah, that's it, I think. <laughs> and uh, how, how, okay, so how are you keeping up with the Magento community? Ah. Especially, yeah, especially in so, these pandemic times. You know, my, my, my time is very, <laughs> very well um, spent with uh, the little daughter. Um, so I, I try to keep up what's going on on Twitter. So this is actually my main source of information um, that works pretty well. Um, I signed up for a lot of newsletters <laughs> from the Magento world. Uh, so basically the news will hopefully find me if it's very important. And it's actually also important to talk to other people in the Magento community regularly, um, follow podcasts like yours um, <laughs> to, to see what's going on in the Magento world. And um, yeah, a, a main source actually of information is also the DevDocs. So compared to Magento 1, the DevDocs in Magento 2 improved a lot. <laughs> So especially the, I like the page with the upcoming releases um, a lot because it, it makes it easier for us to plan um, when a new security release or version is coming. Um, One thing I mentioned to the DevDoc folks is it would be nice to roll up the features into, uh, into the latest, like, okay, so we'd see what come, what's coming out in mm -hmm. 2.4.2 uh, 2 or 2.4.3 or whatever the newest version is, yeah. but they don't necessarily say, oh, these big things came out in 2.4.1, right? Yeah, right. Or 2.4. Well, nothing came out in whatever, zero, but they, they need to roll up some of those bigger features. So we're reminded that this integration is included in here. Right. And uh, it, so we, we have to know as Magento experts that all those features are in there, but the average person reading those dev docs doesn't necessarily know that. Oh man, those release notes are like pages to read. Um, <laughs> and usually I keep forgetting what's in which release and so on. So uh, it would be nice to have an overview, right? To have, um, to see what's in, in included in the release. Um, what I've done actually in the past, but um, um, I, I stopped doing at one point. Um, I had this unofficial Magento roadmap. So this is basically what they are doing with their uh, release plan uh, nowadays. Um, it was very roughly um, what we've heard on various Magento conferences, what's coming in the next releases. And yeah, in the past, we were not 100% sure when a release will come out, right? <laughs> so this, this is actually better. Uh, but yeah, it would be good to see um, the main points, what's included in the old releases and in the new ones. <laughs> yeah, and I think one thing they've done fairly well now is make those smaller upgrades less painful. I, right. I know that a year or two ago, they, they made an effort to make the upgrade path less 
less work or maybe the incremental pits with smaller releases. So the, the big one would have all the big releases and it would save some time and money for both the agency and especially the merchant on that upgrade path. Right, so that's a really good point. Um, so those patch versions work very well, I'd say. Um, of course, you always need to test and make sure everything's fine of the things you've customized. But I really like the patch, patch versions. They make life a bit easier. Uh, what's always a bit tricky is PHP version upgrade, like from 7.3 to 7.4. Um, not because of Magento, but um, you need to take care of all those extensions as well. And sometimes it takes ages until you get an update um, for 7.4, for example, from an extension window. Um, yeah, so it's, it's not always easy to update right um, after a security release or a new release is, is made. Um, you have to keep track of a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, they did a really good job with the minor and patch releases, I think. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, one thing that I brought up, and maybe I was, I was not completely coherent with the way they explained it, but it, when we used to get the patches that we would, that would be the dot patch, you could see the code that's getting patched you'd see the, the, the minus and the pluses in that code. And it would give you a better idea of which sections of Magento that it could it, it's going to affect. And then you could feel more comfortable applying that patch because you know that, hey, this is not going to affect my card or my promotional rules. And I think one thing that Adobe could do better on is in those little patches, number one, it'd be great if we had very incremental, like if we if if they made incremental patches. So as soon as the security thing came out, we'd apply it, you know. Uh, but maybe some more uh, feed, maybe something that's higher level that as a developer you wouldn't have to look and see what the code is. That you could just say, this only affects this one thing. This is only for catalog listing or whatever, whatever that function is or whatever that patch is for, yeah. that you can feel good about applying this and it's not going to affect the 20 other things that you would theoretically have to go back and QA later. I, I think sometimes they maybe don't want to release this information, right? Because it can be misused for any attacker as well, if you know what's affected, talking about the patch release. Um, but yeah, it, it's sometimes hard to get an idea of what was changed. Sometimes you see it when you run Composer update and see the modules that are updated and which are coming in. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's always a bit tricky to find out what you really need to test well and uh, where you need to apply changes. Um, yeah. Magento 2 is, is really, I don't know, it's very flexible. So I, I love it for the flexibility but it's often painful and, and hard to keep track of what's going on. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I suppose you're right, but if if there is a hacker, let's call them, <laughs> um, they're going to see which, which files got changed anyways, right. and they would know that vulnerable. But I, I see what you're, I, I do get your point. And, and that's one thing they said too, that even we wouldn't get a lot, we wouldn't get a lot of preview into what's in some of those releases because they don't want people to know what's coming out. Mm. Um, 
So I, I can understand that. Uh, I, I do think that some of the more feature things we could we could get, we, we are getting access and beta versions, but. Ah, right, you're Magento partner, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're not a Magento partner. Yeah, so th those things we get to see in advance um, and that helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how about a Magento association? I, I did, I just talked to um, Danny Vertake, Ver, Vercada. Mm -hmm. Vercada. Yeah. yeah, Danny Vercada. I, I said it right that time. I know who you mean. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so he he is on on the Magento Association board. And uh, how, how is your feeling about how that's coming? Oh, right. Magento, Magento Association. Um, I remember you asked me if I want to help there as well <laughs> some time ago. Uh, but I don't have any time resources to do. But it's it's really interesting um, it's, it's good to see there are some people very motivated um, to work for the community and bring things forward. Um, I haven't been following lately what they're up to actually. So this is one of the, of the pain points when you don't have enough time, <laughs> you miss out on, on some things. Um, I, I see they're running some webinars regularly. Yeah, yeah they're, they're gonna, they have a bunch of events coming up to yeah. help us keep engaged right right yeah i think that's an important thing to do um especially with um adobe taking over magento you you might think the community somehow gets lost somewhere maybe so i think magento association is a good point to to go to um if you want to get in touch and involved with the community and learn about magento um, for, for any kind of questions where you might not reach someone from Adobe directly. Um, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting how live live events come back. There was a Meet, there was a Meet Magento Austria, was there? Or was no, it Meet Magento no, Switzerland? Not at all Switzerland, yeah. Yeah, okay, so there's Berlin. never been one in Vienna or... No, some... never, yeah. <laughs> we, we had discussions about Meet Magento Austria like, I don't know, six years ago, but it never happened. Um, so usually the, the Austrian Magento people went to meet Magento Germany. It's not so far away, right? And it's yeah. German speaking as well. Uh, so we had a little Austrian community at meet Magento Germany. <laughs> yes, and I was at the last meet Magento Germany, that was 2019. Oh, and wow. I went to the unconference. Did you go the uh, uh, Mage unconference in 2019, which oh, also right. was the last event? I think that was in oh, man. November. Yeah. All the last events of 2019. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I think I signed up for the unconference in 2020. That, of course, didn't happen for reasons, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, for Corona reasons. Uh, but on conference was always a great thing to go to. Uh, it's way more relaxed than meet Magentos. So I liked that a lot. Um, I think I was there. How many unconferences did we have in Germany? Five? Or so? I yeah, think I've only been to one. It's five sounds right. Yeah. I um, think I ended all five of them in Germany. <laughs> so circling back on, on the, the security on Magento, um, what do you recommend for merchants to make sure that their Magento store is secure? All right, that, that's a good one. <laughs> um, 
So first of all, I'd say it's very important to stay up to date. Um, make sure your Magento version is up to date, your PHP version, of course, everything um, that you're running on. Um, it, it's like the older the versions are, the easier it is um, to exploit them, of course. Um, and sometimes all the PHP versions are not supported anymore. Um, so it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, it's very important to, to run on the latest Magento version, on the latest patch version. Um, so even though you don't want to upgrade to 2.4 right away, uh, there is a 2.3.7, I think. Uh, a new version is coming out in August soon. So, so make sure you have at least those patch and minor versions on your Magento store. Um, of course, extensions. <laughs> If you install an extension once, you need to keep track of the updates as well, because also Magento extensions can be outdated and can have security flaws. Um, that's probably the, the more time consuming part sometimes. Um, if you have a lot of extensions installed and make sure <laughs> you always have the latest version um, with you. Um, what I find really useful is the Magento vulnerability database, uh, which is ran by Willem de Groot. I hope that's pronounced <laughs> correctly, nearly. It's a Dutch um, name. We never yeah, say it right. Hort, Hort, I think. <laughs> um, and he has also a very good uh, security scan, which you need to pay for. Um, is that called Mage Report? Uh, it was. I think he initially made Mage Report, that's the free version, but he has an on-server version, which runs server-side as well. Uh, you need to pay for it, but it's very cool. But um, this one can track outdated extension versions as well and check your database for any injections. So I, I like it a lot, even though it's not free, <laughs> but I would very recommend it. So get, get a get a very good security scan for your shop. There is actually also the uh, Magento security scan, the official one, uh, which we run as well on our stores. Um, we had some false positives in the past, so we were in touch with Magento, what's happening on these websites, and Magento was able to resolve that uh, quickly as, as soon the US got up. <laughs> in the morning <laughs> um, and yeah. you can sign up for the magento security scan by going into your account and then uh, exactly. enabling that in inside of your magento.com account so it's pretty pretty easy for a merchant as well um to add and install the security scan on the website you don't need server access directly you can do it via magento admin um and there's a good explanation on how you set it up um so i would recommend it of course and run it regularly um at least once a week i'd say um and as well mage report is also very good and um, there's still the free version magereport.com i think it is so you just enter your ul in there and then you can perform some checks and, yeah, there's a, and whatever can be detected from the outside yeah, a lot of great tools. So um, from a from a merchant standpoint, maybe you can explain why it's important that they stay up with the smaller incremental updates and not just go from 2.2 to 2.4 or wait and say, oh, I'll just wait until 2. Point something comes out. Oh, all right, yeah, sure. So um, basically 
software doesn't necessarily mean e-commerce software, but software in general needs regular updates um, as well because there is new a new tech stack. Um, and one of the reasons that sometimes more offers to a merchant why they perform an upgrade is performance. <laughs> so um, they might perform an update quicker if they hear it's more performance, then it's more secure. <laughs> um, should probably not say that on that podcast, right? So, <laughs> no, we'll cut that uh, right. part out. But um, not everyone is aware of Magento security or security in general and what can go wrong. Um, but you're dealing with customer data, you're dealing with credit card data, payment data in general, right? And you don't want to have an attacker stealing your customer passwords, email addresses. Uh, any credit card details. So th this would be very bad for all your customers, right? And for your own company as well. So if your online shop gets hijacked, is down, is not available, I don't know, there are special things going on on your website you're not aware of, that, that's bad for your reputation actually. Um, you can lose a lot of money. So I've seen shops in the past where easy things like the paypal email address where the money goes to was changed so they were selling stuff for like weeks and without getting paid so this is very bad for a merchant right so on the one one hand it's a bad reputation for your brand and um, if they find out that there is a security breach on your e-commerce store but on the other hand it's bad for your business right so this is why you should take care of, of security um, I, I know it's, it's a tough topic. So not, not every merchant has security on their, on their highest level of focus. So often it's marketing and e-commerce tracking, tracking sales and, uh, the highest Google page speed store, but yeah, you can have the highest Google page speed store. If your website is broken and you don't get paid for the product you sell, it's pretty bad as well. <laughs> Yeah. And I think it's, you know, one of the important points is that even if you, even if that, if the incremental updates or the latest version of Magento would at least ensure that all of those holes that may have been there in the past are covered. Mm -hmm. the, the ones that Magento knows about. Yeah. So not only right. from a performance and feature standpoint, but that security standpoint to make sure that those are there and updated. And, and Magento does release security only patches. So they're in 2.3 still. And those are also very important to yeah. make sure that you're putting on. As we've said before, it, it's a, less, a lot less pain in Magento 2.3 to apply those security patches. Of course, if you still run on 2.2, you need to invest some time and money into running or upgrading to 2.3 or better 2.4. Um, but if you run an outdated shop, it's likely, very likely that some of those security flaws are known uh, out in the wild and it's just not necessarily people performing those attacks. It's of a lot of time, a lot of the time done automatically, um, with automated tools, um, they just scanning your Magento store, trying to find any leaks and exploiting them automatically. So um, it, it can be done very easily if you run outdated software. 
yeah yeah i know it's it's not always easy <laughs> to do an upgrade from 2.2 to 2.3 or from 2.3 to 2.4 i know the pain um but but it's still very important you cannot stay on a 2.3 version forever it's the same with your phone right so you get updates for your phone as well uh, why not update your store right especially if you're an e-commerce online merchant why would you run an old version and take care of your shop uh, you always do maintenance for your car so that it runs smoothly why not do it with your online shop yeah and we all stopped using windows vista at some point oh vista that's like 10 years ago <laughs> yeah or windows 98. <laughs> did um, that one have internet <laughs> yes um so uh get, just kind of back to the the security topic um magento in 2.4.1 if you right now if you have the cloud version they have a site-wide analysis tool that mm -hmm. is built in that will do some of those internal things, including some performance testing, some a module testing um, or checking, not testing, and then security scans as well. And it'll, for some of those P0 scans, I believe it does open up a support ticket with Magento. So this is only for Adobe Commerce right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that will be coming out for the on-prem version of Adobe Commerce as well. And that, that's a great tool that you can get, but you don't get it until you upgrade mm -hmm. to, to at least 2.4.1. Oh, that, that's interesting. I don't know about Magento Cloud too well. Uh, we don't have any Magento Cloud. Um, we have Magento Open Source and also a few commerce, so Magento Commerce, as I heard, is not so popular in the German speaking or European world, um, it's more popular in the US from what I've, I've heard from uh, various people in the Magento world and um, what they told me. Um, but it's cool to hear there's such a tool. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a talk commerce episode with Barnett Hellman. I think it's episode five that wow. has, uh, that goes over this, the SWAT tool. And uh, he had gone around all the virtual, virtual um, Meet Magentos and done mm -hmm. the presentation. And I think he also did one at, at the Adobe Summit. Ah, good. And laid I, I it out. And um, does the cloud version also come with a web application firewall out of the box, do you know? Yes, the, I think Magento Cloud has a WAF. So mm -hmm. you would have that additional protection um, yeah, right. as so. well as the edge caching from Fastly. Mm -hmm. or, yeah. Yeah, so maybe we explain web application firewall um, briefly. Um, that's another barrier you put in front of your Magento store. So web application firewall can be in front of any web application um, in front of any website. Um, but the web application firewall can detect some attacks um, and prevent them so they won't reach um, your shop. So that's a good thing if you if you don't run on Magento Cloud, talk to your hosting provider. Um, if you can get it, if they can set it up for you. Um, it always depends on the customizations, how how much time and work it will be. Um, yeah. But, yeah, in but a typical uh, web application firewall, you can create a, a number of rules that allows you to reject users if they 
as soon as they hit some criteria. So if you wanted to block an entire country, you can do that. Um, yeah. Or if, if they've made some attempt that you've deemed malicious, you can block them completely. Yeah. So usually you would block everything and you can put them into a learning mode so you the web application firewall will learn um what what kind of traffic is normal considered as normal um but it's it's good if you can block certain countries if you're not selling worldwide um so so you don't get attacks um automated attacks denial of service attacks from there um yeah so that's not not just magenta related that's website related um in, in general um yeah and i, I hope uh, all of the merchants um are using the two-factor authentication so we're lucky that it's now a standard feature of magenta, magenta 2. um so magenta comes with some security features on their own so it it, it makes sense to use them um yeah yeah and two-factor means when you're trying to log into your admin you have to have your username and your password, and then it'll ask you for your secondary uh, authenticator right. to make sure that um, you are really who you are. And exactly. that, I don't think, I don't think, I think it's just the authenticator. I don't think they have texting for two-factor. Uh, they have YubiKey, YubiKey and Google Authenticator. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Right, so it asks you for something you you have and you know. So you have your username and your password, uh, which you know, and you have your smartphone. So you will have uh, the Google Authenticator app installed on your smartphone, and you just open the app, and there is a number in there, um, a few digits that you need to enter, and this is the, the second factor actually. So, yeah, they this makes sure um, it's you. It's likely you, <laughs> very yeah, highly you. It's only inconvenient when you leave your phone in the bedroom and you're down in the downstairs trying to log into your admin to work on your admin panel and there's something pressing and you <laughs> can't because you have to run upstairs and get your phone. But really, right. it's only a couple of minutes and it's worth, worth the security hassle is worth that. Yeah, definitely. So I use Google Authenticator a lot. Actually, a lot of web applications now require two-factor authentication anyway, not just Magento 2. Uh, so maybe most of the people I hope are familiar with it anyway. So it should pl please enable it on your Magento store. Um, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And remember to back up your codes because if you get rid of your phone or lose your phone or buy a new phone and you haven't backed up your two-factor authentication app, then you have to go through the whole thing of getting it re-validated re with everybody. Yep. And it's a pain. Yep. <laughs> it is. It is. Or if you drop it or I don't know, <laughs> lose it in, in water or destroy it drive with the car over your phone and you cannot use it anymore. That, that would be really bad. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is this is actually a good point because it, it's not just about backing up your Google Authenticator codes. Um, make sure you have a backup of your website as well of your e-commerce store. So in case of any any problems, you can step back to to an old backup version that you have. So talking about the code and of course the database. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've always told customers that the most recent code will be in your Git repository. So. Another reason to have a repository and never edit your server code. 
And then you should have a backup of your database as often as you can. So typically hosting providers take a snapshot every night. Um, some busier sites, you might want an incremental a snapshot, uh, you know, every hour or every four hours or something, depending how yeah. busy your store is. Uh, and then <clears throat> if you keep your media in a CDN, typically your media is then distributed across a couple different places and it, it could get recovered. If you keep your media in like an S3 folder, you're probably not going to, it's probably not going to, Amazon, hopefully it's not going to go down, but I think the world will be in trouble now if Amazon goes down. Right. <laughs> um, so, but keeping a local copy of your, of your media as well uh, will give you your store. And if you have your Git repository, a backup of your database and your media, you can restore your store in a matter of hours. Right. So actually it would make sense to perform a backup day and try if you can re recover your store from a backup actually. So I, I know that people who do backups might just um, think, yeah, well, it will be fine. You know, we have a backup there if we ever need it, <laughs> we will just use it. But it would make sense to actually use this backup and try if you can recover and bring your store up and running from this backup. So you might find there may be anything missing. Um, yeah. I, I can recommend that. Uh, yeah, try your backup. <laughs> absolutely great exercise. Always practice some of the things you're trying to do. Yeah. I can remember in a past life, I had a small hosting company and I, uh, my, my raid, uh, the array on one of my drives failed and I lost my, my drive. And so uh, I, I, I had a backup, but it was probably 12 mm -hmm. hours old. I spent at least 12 hours trying to get the raid array to work. And mm -hmm. in that time, I should have just restored the backup because I added a do, I ended up doing it anyways. I never got the raid array restored, but I did get the backup up and running. And once I did that, it was you know it was a matter of hours, and I was done. Yeah, so we we had it's like ages ago, but like 15 years ago, I ran because I was cool um, my own exchange server, <laughs> and of course I had backups, but the backups was also corrupt. Um, so at that point, um, when the server um, had problems, um, I thought I was um, happy enough to have my backup, but then my backup was corrupt as well. I mean, it was like when I was 15 years old or so, um, I didn't know better, but <laughs> at that point I lost some old emails. It wasn't so bad, but I had a corrupt backup, which was bad enough. <laughs> That there's not a lot of 15 year olds nowadays that run their own mail server probably. Right, right, yeah. Because <laughs> they can use Google for free. <laughs> yeah, we, I did, was Gmail online back then? I don't know. I was just trying to be cool and run my own. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess from a security standpoint, the messaging should always be uh, practice your, dis your, your disaster recovery plan. Mm -hmm. Uh, which means having a disaster recovery plan and knowing mm. what that is and how to execute it. You um, be prepared for any kind of disaster that might happen um, on your website. Um, I think it's Talesh who has this very good disaster recovery plan uh, somewhere on GitHub. Maybe we can link it in the show notes. Um, yeah, excellent. He has a lot of questions in there, um, what to think of and take care of. 
um, that's a pretty good um, collection of things, which might not be obviously to think about. Um, yeah, prepare and, for the worst. <laughs> and I know one thing people didn't think about in the past was that even if it, a, a merchant were to get their admin hacked, then uh, a hacker could produce a page that has data in it that it allows them well, there was this cart scraping hack in the past where they were able to load JavaScript that would look at everything happening on another layer. And I know the security tools now uh, recognize those those scripts that run on top of your environment that that scrape data as people are coming through. There was this script as well that added an additional payment step in your checkout. Um, so you had the credit card payment method and for a merchant and not for a merchant for a customer it's it's not obvious to see if this is a fake payment credit card method or not so they entered the credit card details there but they didn't go to the store um but went to any criminal website uh yeah that's also a very bad one um not not even uh all of the merchants might recognize it's it's not their payment method, right? So you need to look into the code and see what's behind it. Yeah. Yeah, and those and those scanning tools, theoretically, for the most part, will find that front end that right. front end code that's been. I think the Magento security scan tool will find that malicious code that's in JavaScript. Yeah. Right. I, I think so too. I think so too. So it makes a lot of sense to have those security scans up and running. Um, so you had mentioned a little bit earlier just in uh, on on performance, um, and there's been a lot of talk in a community around how fast Magento is and how fast the theming is. Uh, are you familiar with the theme that's called Hufa? Hiva. Is it Hufa pronounced? Uh, obviously, you haven't seen episode one of of uh, Talk Commerce where we spend at least fifteen minutes pronouncing it. Really? It's Hufa. Okay. Hufa. Anyways, have you had any experience with it yet? Not yet. Um, so I don't do any front-end development, so I have colleagues who can do it way better than me. Um, but um, I have a colleague who was at the first, what was it, Hufa meetup, online meetup, I think, and the release party, actually. Um, so he, he, he had looked into it um from what i see um it's been hyped as very very fast which looks very promising and um, we didn't try ourselves um actually some of my colleagues developed their own um headless solution which is fast um before who who how do you say was um released uh, yeah so we are currently looking edit as well as yeah, well I would, as I would definitely solution. I would definitely recommend giving it a shot uh, mm -hmm. and it does you know it, it's it's quite I mean it's not a simple in in the undertaking but it's simple in the concept of just replacing the luma theme with a new theme yeah and then, I, I really wanted to give a try but you know as I'm not really into front end I, I didn't do it for now but I can see you can also build a lot of very nice admin grids as well uh, so this might be the part why I, I will touch it soon. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, Vinay yeah. Cop has a free extension or a free version out for the admin as yeah, well. I so. saw that. I saw that. I should really try it soon. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is one thing that we see uh, Magento performance, especially in the front end, is of course very important to merchants. Um, having a very high Google page speed score, of course, um, with mobile especially, right? So. Yeah, yeah, and I think one thing that well, Luma has been lulled into this idea that you know a four-second load time on on in Google is, or just in general is a good good performance for a Magento store, and we've learned that there's better mm -hmm. out there, and we should be striving for more. Yeah, so we we've never used Luma at all, so we've always uh, built our own themes um, before any headless solution based on the blank theme which was, was way better to maintain as well. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, Luma is, is quite slow. <laughs> um, I also didn't look into the, the Vinia theme, right? Which comes with Magento, the PWA theme. Um, and this is partly my business. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know that we've had conversations about around that and the fact that your front end team has to really be a React developer team, not just not a Magento uh, team. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. So that. it is a completely different tech stack. Yeah, yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, so basically, I I would go to our front end team with all those kind kind of questions, um, whatever they like to work with, right? So if they are fine with learning React or whatever, um, it, it's up to them, right? So this right. is the freedom that our team has. <laughs> So we have about uh, five, 10 minutes left. Why don't you tell us uh, uh, what you do in your free time? Oh, <laughs> so yeah, well, I basically, I spend a lot of time of my free time with my daughter, but sometimes I get to spend some time alone. No, well, not actually alone, but without my family. Um, so usually you will find me at our local Red Cross station. Um, doing ambulance service and I'm also an officer within the chain of command so usually there's nearly every day something to do on the phone or with email um, taking care that all of the colleagues are happy <laughs> um, yeah so I've been doing this even longer than Magento so I've been at the Red Cross for 18 years now um, yeah that's a very long time um, and we've been also very active during the COVID corona pandemic as well. So I was there um, together with my colleagues performing the antigen tests, um, the nasal swaps as well, full covered. Yeah. And did we, you get COVID? There. Have you been vaccinated? Vaccinated? Mm, yeah. I got AstraZeneca. <laughs> okay. Two times. Um, and. Yeah, I hope I will get the Pfizer shot uh, booster vaccination in autumn. We will see. Yeah. Um, uh, so what what are you reading? Uh, maybe keeping up with things? Oh, so there, there's actually some books I, I, I want to read, but I, I don't have time to read a full book. <laughs> um, oh, wait, there is actually one I'm going to read soon. It's the one um, from Swift Author, the debugging book. Um, we've already ordered it. Uh, I didn't get to read it now, uh, but this is on my list. 
so most of the time I read technical stuff I follow um, blog posts and dev talks and Twitter um, whatever blog post comes up um, I read it <laughs> um, I also like um, podcasts as well um, so when I'm driving with my car um, I try to to spend the time with listening to what's going on so like talk commerce and um, future commerce um, mage talk whatever comes up good yeah, it, yeah i'm good, glad the talk commerce is in there <laughs> and joseph maxwell is coming back to do an episode specifically uh about developers and and ah, developer happiness uh, and things like that cool cool yeah i'm looking forward to to read his book so this is actually a real book that's on my list so <laughs> yeah and how about um um if you were to say something to a merchant, what kind of advice would you give to a merchant nowadays? Uh, so we've been talking about so many security things today. So of, of course, um, I would say the most important thing is to take care of your of the security of your web shop. Um, I, I know as a merchant, you're focused on, on selling things and performance, uh, like we've mentioned before, um, but if the security of your web shop is bad and it goes down, you won't sell anything at all. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not always on the top level of things merchant wants to take care of, but it, it's important. And you will get, of course, also new features, not just patch releases. releases. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, good. So um, as we close out the show, I always like to give somebody an opportunity to do a shameless plug about something. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, the sh my shameless plug goes to my company. Um, we have a lot of work to do and we're looking for more gentle developers. I know everything is everyone is looking for Magento developers. But if you're on the U time zone and you want to work with me, you want to work with us, we're looking for people, Magento developers, tech leads, um, who want to work with our very interesting merchants. Would be cool, contact me. <laughs> and do they have to speak English? I mean, um, German? Yeah both would be very good um we can arrange if someone is not talking german um yeah but i mean you need to know english right otherwise you can yeah, yeah. send the documentation so yeah i know david manners moved to germany and i think he's been learning german and did he get mm -hmm. his german citizenship even already yeah yeah he got his german citizenship um i know he he can talk german but I've always talked English to him and it's strange to talk German to him. So. <laughs> yeah, my daughter speaks Spanish and even when she speaks Spanish uh -huh. to people who know she speaks English, they usually respond to her in English. It drives ah. her crazy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, actually, my cousin is a Spanish teacher, but I don't know Spanish at all, but it's very cool. I, I wanted to try to learn and to try uh, French. Um, yeah. I actually bought a book that said learn French in 24 hours, but it was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't learn French in 24 hours. <laughs> It'll, the French will just, you'll go to France, then they'll say, get out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but they would say it in French, of course. Yeah. You wouldn't understand. No. 
okay, so um, I will give my little um, I'll give my little plug. Um, we are hope we are planning a unconference in Orlando, Florida, in January of 2021. So um, we are hoping. Twenty twenty two, right? Twenty twenty two. Sorry, yeah, yes. Thank you. Twenty twenty two. Thank you for that correction. Wow. Yeah, people almost went back in time to go to it. Um, and uh, we are hoping to do an unconference, and it would be great to get merchants there, developers there, and maybe have some not just a hackathon, but have like a solutionathon where mm -hmm. merchants have something that they would like to get accomplished, and the developers are there, or solution specialists are there to help architect a solution. And even if we didn't have something completely done at the end of the day or two days or how many or often we take, we would have some great ways for merchants to leave with some fun solutions. And on the same thing, if, if developers have something that they would like to have done, the same type of thing could be done for them and could be done in a, in a um, unconference format. So that's what I am pushing for at the moment. I heard that on previous talk commerce episodes. Um, so in my head, I'm making plans on how to go there. It's in Disneyland, right? Yes, Disney World. Oh, Disney World, right, uh, in Orlando. So I, I was there like 10 years ago. Uh, I would really love to go back and take my whole family with me. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. It'll be a great time. Sure. Oh, Anna, thank you for being being here today. It's been a, a wonderful hour that we've had to chat about uh, Magento and security and all kinds of fun topics. Thanks for having me. And Anna Volkel is the lead Magento developer for economics in Austria. Right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Have a nice evening. The Talk Commerce podcast is sponsored by Swift Daughter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet Swift Daughter. Swift Daughter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento certification study materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at swiftotter.com. Cloud is the new normal for companies of any size. Buying, maintaining, upgrading, and disposing of machines is expensive and complicated. Amazon Web Services, managed by eWay Corp, offers an easy-to-use, flexible, cost-effective solution to all your infrastructure needs. eWay Corp can provide a secure, reliable, scalable, high-performance network that will make your office hum, not literally. Eway Corp has saved its customers an average of 31% on their IT costs while adding 62% to the bottom line efficiency. To top that, their customers have seen 43% fewer security incidents. Go to eWayCorp.com to learn how you can start saving money and headaches by moving to the cloud. That's E-W-A-Y-C-O-R-P.com. 
Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce. New shows out every week.